Hey, hey, it's Andy Anas, and welcome to another episode of Let's Rage Coots, presented by the Saxonian family. The Saxonian family is a primary sponsor of Let's Rage Coots for the remainder of the men's basketball regular season and into the American Athletic Conference postseason tournament. We're coming off the heels of Saturday afternoon's game between number three ranked Houston and Cincinnati, the Cougars were able to find a way, find an extra gear, come back and defeat the Bearcats 75-69. to 69. And a big reason for that was because of their freshman forward in Jairus Walker, who had a new career high, 25 points, and added seven rebounds. Did a little bit of everything in Houston's comeback win over Cincinnati, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. He even had a couple of flashy plays on offense as well. But joining me, as always, Dayon Dunlap, Chris Gardner. First and foremost, how are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty well, man. How about you How about you guys? I mean, all is well. All is well on this beautiful Saturday. Beautiful Saturday where you are. It is cloudy. And last time I haven't seen the, the <laughs> yeah. sun, it was cloudy. It was here. gloomy walking Houston. in. I don't know what it is now. Yeah. <laughs> but let, let, let's get right into it. So I think obviously we have to start with the story of the gamer. I guess the main story where a lot of the attention is going to be. And it's with freshman Jairus Walker, who hit a new career high. And really, he was instrumental in keeping Houston within striking distance and really allowing Houston to get over the hump against Cincinnati in today's game. Well, you're being the positive perspective. We could talk about the red hot shooting of the Bearcats, and especially Lando's Nolly, the second, that first half. The Bearcats, I'm not sure you could shoot any better than that the first 10 minutes of the game, but the Cougs hung around, hung around, hung around, and then Jarris took over down the stretch. But hey, it's a win, and the Cougs are 20 and 2, 8 1 in conference play. Yeah, Jerry's intensity that he played with today really stood out to me. I mean, not only that, you were seeing emotion, him watching it on TV, just saying, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. And and that really stood out to me. And so, uh, I mean, back-to-back dominant performances for him today was pretty much like he did last last game. Uh, was a decisive in his decision-making and in what he was doing with the basketball, whether it's scoring, facilitating, he literally took over, like you said, and they're very impressed with back-to-back performances from Jarius. He, he definitely took over and dominated and showed his versatility overall, whether it's defense, offense, um, three-point, handling, passing, everything was on display today. And real quick, and before you, you, you chime in, give your three cents, that was uh, Mrs. Sampson. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I saw yeah. that. Who's, who's behind me. So no, no worries at all. We've got the uh, – the grand lady of the program here, so she can interrupt me anytime she wants to. So <laughs> carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And in, in regards to sticking with, with Jarvis Walker, what, what are some of the things that really we're going to hear a clip from him after the game, but something that he said in his post-game availability is that he just felt like everything that was releasing felt good. He said the way the ball fell in his hands, just overall, he felt like it was going to be a good night. Everything that he shot felt good. And you could see it. And something that Kelvin Sampson said after the game is just he's playing with much more confidence. And it's something that now throughout January, we've started to see much more consistent performances. Now, they're still not at a point where you can kind of not to compare the two players, but kind of look at it with Mark from Marcus Sasser, where you kind of know where at a give, any given night he's going to give you at least you know, 12, 13, 14 points. Jairus, I feel like he's getting much more to that level where pretty soon maybe he could start becoming a consistent 
15 tonight. He had 25 points, which is on the high end of the spectrum. But he seemed much more aggressive from the start. And even after a few baskets didn't fall in early, it didn't really discourage him because um, he finished the game shooting a sensational mark from the field. He was 9 of 12 at one point, finished the game 10 of 14 from the field. And again, a new career high with 25 points. He's always been poised. And so I think the confidence, like Coach Sampson mentioned, is the next thing and which is showing. But also, I think um, they're doing a great job of getting him touches early. That's what they did last game. That's what they did this game to allow him to build that rhythm early. And it looked like he was um, like he like you said, he said as far as him feeling good and feeling like everything was going to fall because everything looked really good when he left his hands. But. I think his poise, which he's been showing it all year, he never rushed anything. He never um, forces any shots. But I think the confidence and also um, knowing where he's going to get the ball, I think um, comfortable is another word I, I think to use. He looks very, very much comfortable and knowing where he's going to get the ball, knowing the shots he's going to take, and they're doing a conscious effort of getting him the ball early. And I think that's to his benefit. And he scored 13 points in – the first half, five or seven from the floor. His biggest negative, only negative perhaps in the game was the foul line where he didn't shoot free throws well. I think three for seven for the ball game, 13 in the first half, 13 points, 12 in the second half, and many of those 12 were down the stretch to help get the win. The Bearcats led for more than 30 minutes in this ball game, and the Cougs found a way to win. Cougs led, for, I think, five minutes in the, in the total game, total ball game out of the 40 but they won down the stretch and Jamal Shed came through with a tough step back jumper with a shot clock winding down with like a minute left to break a 69-69 tie. But to a comment from one of our viewers on the YouTube channel, they used Marcus Sasser as a decoy because of how Cincinnati was defending Marcus. So, hey, Cincinnati took away Houston's number one option and Jarris was the number two option today for the a lot of the game, and he delivered and came through down the stretch. When you use Marcus as a decoy, he's able to stand in the corner or on the wing and spread the floor because you can't leave Marcus. And so that's a that's a great job coaching by Coach Sampson, realizing that, knowing the attention he's going to draw. And, and it speaks to Marcus' unselfishness and the team's unselfishness for him to be able to accept that. And um, for what it's like, they, it's cliche. They say whatever best for the team, but that actually shows when your leader accepts that game plan going into a game. Dan, you sure you're not on, you're not watching the uh, post game show, man? Because <laughs> Coach, Coach Sampson he mentioned once again, what you just commented on about having Marcus on the same side as Jarris to make the entry pass because they could not leave Marcus, and made it easier for Jarris to go to work in the mid post or the low post. So. You know, basketball is not complicated. You just read the game and, and make the adjustments and go accordingly. But we can talk about Landers Nolly. Landers Nolly, I don't say this about Marcus as well, because his defense was a typical Marcus defense. I think he's still being bothered by his knee banged up a little bit from the previous game. So he wasn't, you know, locked in 100%. I think Coach, what do you say, Andy and, Dar and Darren in, in the uh, Zoom call that three or four guys are banged up right now, nicked up as he phrased it. And this yeah. is the third game for the Cougs this week, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, I think that's right. And this is the Bearcats' first game in a week. So that time off for the Bearcats kind of helped them a little bit as well. 
perhaps had a, something to do with their hot start. But Landers Nolly made some tough shots, man. Tough. He, he was running. He looked like Richard Hamilton. His moving baseline, <laughs> running around, going through curls, back, you know, back picks, and using, using everything to get open. And then he made tough shots as well. So salute him for that. But the Bearcats cooled off in the second half, and the Coos came back and got the win. Yeah, Landers Nolly had a, a big night. He had 20, 24 points. He was 9 of 14 shooting from the field. He hit six threes. And something that Kelvin Sampson said after the game, it, it there was a couple where he was open, but most of the shots, it wasn't that the Cougars weren't defending him. He was just hitting tough shots. I think he yeah. said that there was a couple where he was just being able to get them off over the fingertips of the Houston players. And he also had that injury scare, but he was able to come back and, and finish the game against Houston. But no, absolutely right. All praise uh, goes to Landers Nolly for, for the game that he was able to put together against Houston. It, uh, he's put together three good halves against Houston this season. He struggled in the second half, the first meeting against Houston. That wasn't a case tonight uh, in Houston for Tita Center. But real quick, before we move on, don't go anywhere. We're going to hear from head coach Kelvin Sampson on the other side of this break. But once again, I'd like to remind everybody that this is Let's Rage Cooks presented by the Saxonian family. The Saxonian family is the primary sponsor of Let's Rage Cooks for the remainder of the regular season and into the American Athletic Conference postseason tournament. And we'd also like to give a big thank you to Star Pizza. Star Pizza is another partner of today's episode of Let's Rage Cooks. We have multiple locations across the Houston area. Star Pizza is Houston's best pizza since 1976. Be sure to check them out online at starpizza.net, where not only can you check out their online menu, but also order ahead of time because no one likes to wait for the pizza. Just come and pick it up if you're in a rush. And, of course, last but not least, also thank you to HOU and IL, our partners, for today's episode of Let's Rage Coops. Hi, my name is Xavier Francis, and I'm partnering with HOU and IL. We need the fans to go to HOUNIL.com to subscribe to our player-created content. Supporting Cougar basketball helps its players stay among the top teams in the country. Once again, that's HOUNIL.com to subscribe. Thank you, and go Cougs. That was the ad break there from Houston Cougars big man Javier Francis. Uh, talking about H-O-U-N-I-L, of course, like Javier Francis said, go subscribe to H-O-U-N-I-L.com starting for just $20 a month. And on that, we'll toss it over to Houston Cougars head coach Kevin Sampson. Hear what he had to say after Houston's 75-69 to comeback win over Cincinnati. Well, we, we just need to get to halftime. You know, we had a couple opportunities to... Uh, um, Cut it to a basket. I think um, remember the scenario that was was there, but uh, had some good looks, and then um, they were hitting some amazing shots that first half. And when I got it at halftime, I, I looked at it, um, but there was a couple of things that we did better regarding pick and roll uh, the second half. Um, but offensively. I mean, we shot 57 the first half, 56 the second half. That's about as good as you can do in college basketball. You know, we shot, um, we scored 40, 36 points the first half. I mean, it's not like we scored 50 the second half, we scored 39. The difference was we held them in third. And we got, we weren't committing as hard to the roller uh, and our activity 
at the point of attack was better. That was the biggest adjustment. But let's give Cincinnati some credit now. I mean, they had the entire week off. They played last Saturday against uh, Memphis, and all their best players had two fouls uh, early in the first half. So they got behind the eight ball early in that game. But um, um, they came in here ready. I mean, you can tell that they had not played in seven days. And, um, you know, they had a great game plan. Uh, coach Miller's an outstanding coach. Uh, Nolly is playing as good as anybody in the conference right now. You know, some of those shots he hit, uh, I thought, were valid. That's how hard they were. I mean, we were right there. You know, the ball's here and we're here. He just got it over our hands. It's not, it's not like we were 10 feet away. I mean, these were tough, tough shots. Um, but I, the thing that upset me was the rebounding numbers. There's nothing that defines toughness. There's not another statistic that defines toughness in basketball more so than rebounding. No. And that's who we are. You know, uh, the sec second half, um, we dominated the boards. Um, First half, we couldn't get to the boards. Um, J JVA was a step behind everything. Um, but uh, Jamal's will to win equals his refusal to lose. And uh, Jairus is just getting more comfortable and more confident. And you can see it in, in the things we do in practice. Um, um, they did an awesome job on markets tonight. I think I said, Marcus, some nights some night you're going to have to be the decoy. You know, thing, thing is, is that we made sure he was usually the entry passer and left him on that, close to that side. That way they didn't double off. Good. And Terrence is, um, Terrence coming along. Um, I thought he and Emmanuel made some, played some important minutes and helped us. You know, they, they held the fort down until we could get our defense and our rebounding uh, together. But um, Terrence made some good plays. Uh, Emmanuel made some good plays. You know, it's two, two uh, weekends in a row where Emmanuel had a chance to get us some separation and the ball was almost, the ball was way down in that hole and then pops out. Did the same thing as Temple. That ball goes in, you probably win. Tonight was the same thing. Um, but you know, those balls are gonna go in eventually. Um, but the, the more minutes uh, Terrence and um, Emmanuel get, skip our team. And those two guys are freshmen. Jairus is a freshman. You know, we, we haven't played a lot of freshmen around here over the years. Those, uh, um, and I never lose sight of the fact that we lost four starters from last year. It's, 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 it's hard to integrate new players and think you're going to stay at the same level. It usually does not happen. So once again, that was Houston Cougars head coach Kelvin Sampson talking about uh, Houston's victory following the comeback win over Cincinnati. Now, Chris, I want to toss it over to you because you asked Kelvin Sampson and something that, that was crucial in particular towards the end of that first half. It seemed like the Cougars were able to find success by going with a four-guard lineup, which it, for a while they were kind of cycling who the big ones uh, with that lineup. But it was Marcus Sasser, Jamal Shedd, Emmanuel Sharp, and Terrence Arsenault. And I believe Jawan Roberts started with the lineup. Then they plugged in Reggie Chaney after Roberts picked up his second foul. And then Jarvis Walker was within that lineup. And that, that they found some lightning in the bottle with that lineup. They were able to cut it at one point to just six 
right before the halftime break. And then, of course, Cincinnati hit that half-court buzzer beater that kind of showed what kind of a first half it had been for the Bearcats. But what are your thoughts on what Kevin had to say right there? Because he did. First, shout out the, the freshman guards that really made big plays to keep Houston within striking distance. Yeah, Coach went with that four-guard, one big lineup. Seemed like the last eight minutes of the first half, and it worked. It was more offensive firepower, but those guys also did a good job playing defense. So that helped. I was surprised that Coach Sanford didn't go back to it in the second half at all, but he didn't need to, or he decided not to, or opted not to, or whatever. But uh, Juwan and Jairus, that duo delivered in the second half for the Cougs. I want to answer this question that Justin, I think, asked three or four times in the comments for us about this team's, as a rebounding team this year, they're still rebounding. I've been winning rebounding battle by like seven this year. They're still one of the top rebounding teams in the country offensively. If they're rebounding differently than last year, they don't have, you know, a specific one guy like, like a Justin Gorm, you know, somebody like that who gets you a double double all the time. You just count on it. You just write it down, double double all the time. But Jess Walker, he's getting there. He's getting better the last few games on the boards. Juan Roberts doesn't get in foul trouble. He gets to 10 rebounds a game. So they still have it. They're rebounding differently this year by committee. Everybody that played for the Cougs today got at least one rebound. Previous team, that may not have been the case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to Chris's point, I think it was a collective effort to rebound. But one thing that stood out to me, when he was talking about Jamal's will to win, and I want to give Jamal credit because he's a player that I notice in big moments when you need a big shot, he has a willingness to take that shot, whether he makes it or not. And I noticed that last year in the game against Villanova, sitting courtside, you could see the mannerism from certain players who was playing in that game on Houston, and they wasn't hitting and they didn't want to take the shot. Regardless if Jamal was making a shot or not, I can, I can tell he was had a willingness to take um, those shots. And you see that this season, it's been a couple times during this season where Houston had needed a big shot and the ball has been in his hands and he hasn't shot away from it. And so I want to give him credit for that. And um, not a lot of players have that in them. And you, you can't really teach that. And he definitely has that in him, that, that clutch gene. And that shot he made was big. I, I also think he did a good job of creating early and um, not settling for threes. Got a mid-range jumper that he made was a tough shot. But once he gets going and sees the ball going through the net, whether it's penetrating or getting his mid-range, it just opened up the floor for him. And he's such a good floor general. I really like when he creates for others and the point of attack defense that coach Sampson referenced, he's referring Jamal and Jamal did a good job of pressuring the basketball, not allowing uh, them to just have routine, easy passes, whether it's to the wing, to the post or whatever you, and that disrupts the flow of the opponent's offense. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting, Chris, going back to the point about rebounding, this is a very, very different team in regards to, like you said, that's not, necessarily one key signature guy. Jawan Roberts has shown a flash that he has potential to do that, but they rebound in different ways than previous Cougars teams. And when you look at it, they ended up winning the rebounding battle 35 to 27 against Cincinnati in this game in particular. And they were tracking down defensive rebounds towards the end when they were able to make their comeback and they were holding Cincinnati off the glass because that was something that the Bearcats kind of hurt them in in the first half. They were able to get second-chance points looking at the stats uh, into the second half. 
We're looking at the stats in the second half for Cincinnati. They only had six second chance points when in the first half that was up to nine. So they were able to cut it down just a bit. That's something that maybe if going back to the kind of theme of the season, you kind of heard Kelvin talk about in that clip where it says what in regards to freshmen, it's very hard to, to go from such a veteran team where they were a season ago to a team that's relying much more on, on freshmen and be more consistent. But you, Chris, I'm going to you first. Do you feel like, this is something that Houston is capable of being able to be much more consistent from what we've seen from traditional Houston or previous Houston teams when it comes to the rebounding aspect, or is it just that maybe they're just, they don't have the the makeup in terms of length to be able to rebound on a consistent basis. Like we have seen with teams in the past. Earlier in the season, after the game against Oregon, coach Sampson told us at that point that the team was not a great rebounding team. This year's team. He has, since changed that mindset a little bit, the team is better rebounding team that is doing it differently, but they have to compete. They have to, we talked about this previous less rate coups. Rebounding is effort. You know, it's not seven, being seven feet tall. It's wanting the ball and going to get it. And that's not, the effort has not been consistent enough in game to game from some of the players. Jarris, Jawan, Tremont, Marcus, pick a player. Davier, if they rebound consistently with effort and go get that ball, then they'll be a very good rebounding team like previous Cougs team. This year, this team is just different. You know, how many teams you comment from, uh, I think, Mr. Smith about Marcus and the aggressiveness? Marcus took, I think, eight shots today, seven shots the previous game. Cougs still won because this team has more offensive weapons than previous Houston teams. How, how many Previous Houston teams could win a game with a leading score taking seven shots and win with not offense. a lot, not <laughs> a lot. Yeah, so it's just a different team. This team is different, made up differently than previous teams, and I think it's on us as media and fans to acknowledge that and accept it. All the things we're, we're talking about, questions we're asking about rebounding and, and lack of aggression, all of these, Cougs still twenty and two, eight and one in conference play, and still not playing their best ball yet this season. Dan, are you going to add something? I was going to, I was going to go to a comment uh, from Joe Mendes where you know, he says, "Hate to beat a dead horse, but got to make uh, them free throws." Is what he said. Now Houston struggled early on from the free throw line. But give credit to Houston; they were able to ice the game. In particular, uh, Jamal Shedd and Marcus Sasser were the last two players that they hit the final four free throws to put the game away. But they kind of turned around the second half when it came to being able to hit those clutch free throws, even though they struggled early on in this game. Jairus was three for seven over two in the first half. So he was three for five from the line in the second half, but I think he made three of his last four from the line. So he made them yeah. down the stretch when it counted. So that's the important thing. He made them when it counted, but Hey, you know, it's just, I think the team has gone through one of those spells from the line. It's like a two-week spell that everybody is struggling from the foul line. They're not a great three-point shooting team, but it also depends on who's going to the line. Because if Jairus is not making free throws, that's Jairus, you know, because you want him to go to the line, be aggressive, and, and get enough attempts. He's got to knock them down. But it's important that Marcus Sass and Jamal shed your guards make free throws as well, because that's where you have the ball in their hands a lot and get into the, into the paint, penetrating and getting fouled. They're the ones that are struggling at the, at the foul line lately, Jermon especially. 
Yeah, I mean, really not much to add. I'm just going through the comments, and I, I see this right here by Mr. Smith. How can an All-American accept being a decoy? I mean, the, that's pretty much self-explanatory. It's called being a selfless player, doing what's best for the team, altruism, giving up oneself for the betterment of the team, and, and that's what he's done. He also said this. Kendrick Davis has that aggression if we're looking for from Sasser, and, and it's not that – Marcus doesn't have that aggressiveness. Kendrick doesn't have the talent around him that Marcus has had, so he's forced to be aggressive as he is and score the outputs that he scored for Memphis to be successful. But to Marcus's credit, it's just showing his unselfishness, showing the culture at Houston. Nicole Sampson talks about you have to accept um, that this isn't one person's team. Of course, he's the go-to guy. He is our go-to player and number one option. But on any given night, when you have a great coach and a collection of talent around a star player like Marcus, every night it isn't going to be your night. Some nights we might have to use you as a decoy because we know you're number one on the opposing team scouting report. Yeah, and that's an interesting point. Like you mentioned before, that's something the players always harp on where they – they say they have no ego. They don't care, you know, who's going. Something there. We're going to hear something that Jamal said post game after the after this win against Cincinnati is that you know, they don't have a problem feeding the hat, the hot hand today with Jarris Walker and Jamal Shedd said you know when someone's got it going like that they make sure to feed them the ball and it's not about individual you know individual awards individual points and it's something that it's kind of spread. That's part of the Houston Cougars culture that I think it's kind of interesting. Chris, I'm gonna toss it over to you because it's something that Jarris Walker said after the game, but it's kind of it's it's a it's a mental mindset that, that Houston has, the players have top to bottom, and it kind of spreads um, for those, especially the younger players, that maybe they don't have that mindset coming into the game, uh, coming out of uh, coming out of high school. Yeah, it's it's the makeup of this team, and I'm not bashing Kendrick Davis, but Kendrick has had has ball in his hands a lot. How many games would Memphis win or SMU when Kendrick was at SMU when Kendrick took seven shots? You know, it's this different team. He's got more responsibilities there. He's got the ball in his hands more. He has to score a lot for those teams to win. That's not the case here with Marcus. When Marcus, what was it, four games ago, Marcus had 31 and 23 back to back games. We were calling him a closer. <laughs> the last two games, he hasn't needed to be the closer, but the Cougs still won. That's what this team is. They have more offensive weapons to beat teams. And that's what makes them, could make them a very tough out come tournament time. It's not just Marcus because if teams key on Marcus, okay, just walking can beat you. Jamal Mark could beat you. Jamal Shedd could beat you. Juwan Roberts could beat you. And then if you're going to leave Marcus open, well, then that's your mistake because Marcus hit those dagger threes in your face. So, <laughs> so you choose what you, how you want to defend them. And this team is still learning the best ways to win ball games. And right now, they're winning with offense. They shot 50-plus percent in each half today. How many previous Cougar teams have done that? We have to go back and look, at, look and see, but it's not that many in the last three, three, four years. Something about looking back in this in this game in particular where Houston was able to avoid, they beat Cincinnati had they lost this game. And I needed to... I went back and I looked at every single uh, season. I think it would have been the first time that Houston had lost back-to-back home games going back yep. to the 2016-17 season, mm-hmm. which isn't that crazy? 26-17. It seems like it was just 
not too far ago. But now when you think about it, how many seasons was that now? That's like six, seven seasons ago? Going on six, seven seasons, yeah. This, this Which is, six is season, absurd yeah. to think about how, how far that year is. But you know, in particular, it could just makes that much more impressive that these Cougars, the home court, they don't lose at home very often, especially certainly under Kelvin Sampson. And they were on the ropes today against Cincinnati, and they were able to show the mental toughness to be able to overcome that deficit. And being able to execute down the stretch was one of the things that Kelvin Sampson said after the game, that they what something that they did really well tonight was being able to execute in whatever they called. And it's something that Kelvin said multiple times throughout the season that you know this team likes to – or not likes to, but they do a good job at being able – able to execute some of the stuff that the head coach calls for himself. So kind of the question I'm opposed to both of you guys, but what do you feel like this win being able to overcome their largest deficit of the season at 13 points shows about the mental fortitude of this Houston Cougars basketball team, because especially late, I think it was around the seven minute mark. It was kind of starting to approach there when they were still down double digits, they were down 60 to 49 mm-hmm. and they were able to find again, find a way to win and, the good quote that Kelvin Sampson said after the game in regards to Jamal Shedd, but kind of his, his will to to win and not desire to not lose was crucial for being able to execute on a stretch. Yeah, and and I'll get to I think King's comment is is an indicator of what Houston will be will be facing. The Bearcats played well, okay? Teams get up for playing a top five, top three number one ranked team in the country because it's great for them if they beat that team. So they're playing, they're locked in. They're playing probably their best game of the season is coming against these Cougs. Game in, game out. And these Cougs are still 20 and two. Okay. So let's not freak out about the poor start or what's up with, you know, Landers Nolly made some tough shots. They're Bearcats as a team, eight for 12 from three in the first half. Second half. Three for 15. That's what is, what is it? Regressing to the mean. Okay. Eight for 12, three for 15. So they came back, came back to earth. That happened. And that's one of the things we talk about all the time on this show. This is a one and done tournament. Leonard's not any type of performance against the Cougs in the tournament. The Cougs might lose. But if it's a, a series, which this is not, chances are the Cougs will win that series. But this is a one and done. That's what come tournament time. What's the phrase? Survive and advance. Doesn't matter if it's one point, 15 points, 50 points. You played a great game or not. Survive and advance. And this team has a very good chance to survive and advance and go a long way in tournament. And to me, I think Houston is still winning with defense. Although teams, like you just said, Chris, teams, you're going back to South Florida. Harris is making tough shots. Landers Nally is making tough shots. So it, it isn't the fact that Houston defense or Marcus's defense or anything like what is falling off or wasn't on point today. I, I think you give credit to the offense of making the shot because they're contested shots. So I, I, I don't I'm not under the notion that Houston defense isn't as good or isn't the reason they're winning. I think they're winning because of defense, even when they have those droughts offensively they're still um causing droughts for the opposing team because they're able to stop them so that's how they're able to get back in the game with their defense so when they really just lock down and focus the defensively that's their mark and i think that's what makes this team really good because offensively 
I don't want to say they're inconsistent, but at times, just the way the basketball the game is, I mean, you're not going to always – your shot isn't going to fall. You can have a wide-open look and shoot it the same way, but the shot doesn't fall. That's just the game of basketball. So I think their defense is what stood out to me and how they climb back into this game. And, and that's one thing you see. The team is resilient. They never feel like they're out of it. I don't care how much time is on the clock. They continue to fight, continue to battle, but it all starts on the defensive end. There's no shutouts in basketball. You never see a basketball game in college where it's a shutout, where it's something to zero. That's not going to happen. And so their defense is still elite, and they still can get better, but their defense – and Houston, that's another thing I was thinking about when I was watching this game. Houston defense is predicated on keeping opposing teams out of the paint. Yeah. That's why they got the pick and roll the way they do, and that's why they um, – that's why they double team in the post because they don't want teams to get inside the paint to collapse their defense. And that's also why it's so important for their point of attack defense, their guard to pressure the basketball uh, to keep the guards out of the paint. And what Cincinnati was able to do today was swing to get open looks or get inside to get those um, shots. And so their defense is still so good, but they also, Coach Sampson also does a good job of mixing it up, whether it's to switch or how they guard to pick a roll to give teams different looks. So, I mean, you got to give other teams credit because they are playing well against Houston. Real quickly, we'd like to remind those of you that are watching that this is Let's Rage Cooks presented by the Saxonian family. The Saxonian family is going to be the primary sponsor of Let's Rage Cooks for the remainder of the regular season and into the American Athletic Conference postseason tournament. Of course, we also like to give a big thank you to our partners, beginning with Star Pizza, the Houston Cougars. Star Pizza with multiple locations across the Houston area. Almost had the wrong ad read in my head for a second, but with multiple locations across the Houston area, Star Pizza is Houston's best pizza since 1976. Be sure to visit them online at starpizza.net. Not only can you view the menu online, but you can also order online. And of course, also a thank you from HOUNIL. Once again, here's with JVR Francis. Here a message from JVR Francis about HOUNIL. Hi, my name is Xavier Francis, and I'm partnering with HOU NIL. Hey, we need the fans to go to HOUNIL.com to subscribe to our player credit content. Supporting Cougar basketball helps its players stay among the top teams in the country. Once again, that's HOUNIL.com to subscribe. Thank you, and go Cougs. Message from Javier Francis and membership for HOUNIL.com start at just $20 a month. Now we're going to hear what Jamal Shedd and Jarris Walker had to say post game following Houston's comeback win over Cincinnati. Um, I mean, honestly, like, it was just, I was just feeling good tonight. Like, the ball was feeling good on my fingertips. I feel like everything was kind of falling. Um, I feel like I, I still made the right plays, even though that was the, the case. Just finding my teammates as well. So. I mean, I just felt like I was just real comfortable out there and I real confident as well. Um, I, I feel like it's kind of starting to come all together um, in terms of offense and defense, just finding, um, when looking for my shot, I'm going to be aggressive, uh, I'm going to be more passive, get my teammates involved. Um, so, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm also letting the game come to me. Like, I feel like I kind of forced the issue early on, just trying to score, score, get my numbers up, just worried about the wrong thing. So, I feel like I'm just worried about the right thing, just rebounding defense, and then just letting everything else come into play. 
good chance on the far right. This is for both uh, Jairus and Jamal. You told me kind of touched on that earlier, but when you're in a game like this, you have to kind of battle back and kind of weather the storm. You also come out on top. What type of value can you take away for what you guys are ultimately trying to do? Um, I think it showed that we got a lot of fighting us at the right moment. You know, we, we refused to lose. And uh, we stayed together. You know, we got down a couple of times. They hit some, some daggering shots. But, you know, we stayed together. And we just kept battling out through it. And, you know, we ended up on top. And that's what I love about our team. Like, no matter what happens, like, we're always going to stay together. Like, we was playing hard. But, yeah, like, just staying together, just not worried about the shots that they're hitting. Just worried about our offense and uh, just keep defending the rebound. I got time for one or two more questions if anybody's got it. Chris, you got one? Will you, Chris, be the last question? Jamal, what does Blizzy do for you when, you know, Jairus gets going like that? And, uh, you know, what does that do? What, what, it seems like you guys have a big connection. What, what did you see on that alley? Um, you know, with him being able to score at all three levels, you know, we get to switch a lot of what we do off pick and rolls. You know, sometimes he pops, sometimes he rolls. A lot of people aren't really prepared for that and uh, don't realize how athletic he is sometimes. So uh, I told him, you know, just roll as hard as you can. If you're open, I'm going to throw it. You know, he did a good job of catching it. And um, when he's going, just like when Marcus is going, you know, get out the way. You get your hot hand the ball and get out the way. It doesn't matter who it is. You find a hot hand and just get out the way. So there you have it. Once again, that was both Houston Cougars point guard Jamal Shedd and Jervis Walker. So a couple things from that clip. The thing that stood out to me the most was when Kelvin Sampson talked to Shedd in the middle of the clip and he asked him to look at Terrence Arsenal's plus minus, which it got me curious. I wanted to look at the plus minus. So Terrence Arsenal had the best plus minus of the team in Houston's win over Cincinnati. He was a plus 15 for the Cougars in today's win over the Bearcats. That's an interesting stat. You know, that's all, that's all I'm going to say on that because Jairus had a plus one, plus minus. So, you know, it's just one of those. Emmanuel was a plus four. Juan had a minus six. So, you know, it's an interesting stat. You make up what you will. It depends on when you're on the floor, when your team comes back, and when you're on the floor, when you give up a run. So when the Bearcats went on that 16-0 run, almost every Cougs who was on the court during that would have a, a minus run. So, you know, but hey, Terrence played well as part of that yeah. four guard rotation, four guard lineup with, with the one big, and that helped the Cougs get back in the ball game in the first half. And I do, I do think that it says a lot about Terrence Arsenal that him and Sharp both they they were key players when it came to again towards the end of the first half to be able to make a run that that had Houston not too far behind. And again, he gave good minutes in the second half, and really they did a good job at being able to spread out Cincinnati and just attack them, kind of similar to what Alabama did because Terrence Arsenal had a good drive and layup during the first half as well. You know, Terrence and Emmanuel, their defense is taking a, another step. I think that that's where they're really taking the next step as far as defensively. And Terrence is a really good rebounder. And so um, when he's on the floor, his length and activity, the way he's just so active, moving everywhere, he's really um, getting better and better and being more comfortable out there. But well, I love what Jamal said, and that's something we talked about a lot on this show um, as far as Houston feeding that hot hand. I don't care. They don't care who it is. It could be Emmanuel like it was um, in their last game and where he played the bulk of the minutes down the stretch. No matter who it is, who if you're the hot hand, Houston will feed you. And um, – 
and they did that today. Like Jamal, like Jamal said, we don't care if it's Marcus, it's Jerry. I mean, you got the hot hand, get him the ball and get out of the way. And I think that that goal starts up top bad with Coach Sampson. Like he says, basketball is a simple game. And I think his players realize that and they play like it. He's got the hot hand where we're going through him today. And it also starts with your point guard, Jamal, as well. And so, man, he said it, but that's something I see when I watch them play every single game, no matter who it is, no matter the score, no matter how the game is going. They feed the hot hand. Yeah, don't overthink it. Don't overcomplicate it. Basketball is simple. You got a hot hand, ride that hot hand. Now, for both of you, one of the things that stood out to me was Jairus Walker when he was talking about, you know, he feels like things are starting to come to him much more easily. And it's kind of, again, going back to kind of the mindset switch, maybe early on when he first got to the Cougars program, he was focused much more on, on a lot of different things today. He felt much more comfortable that he was making the right reads uh, when it came to whether it was when it was time to score or when he was setting up his teammates. And I think that interesting post-game comments he had to say as well. Terrence is getting more comfortable. Coach Sampson, I think, mentioned during today's post-game pressure that Jairus is looking better in practice. But the offense is also giving him more touches early, you know, in mid-post, low-post, to start the game. So it helps him get in a, in a rhythm earlier in the ball game and, and gets him locked in from, from the jump. Also, another thing I think is what's probably weighing on him is a lot of the outside noise, um, especially in today's age, being a quote-unquote five-star recruit, uh, all the expectations from outside people that put on players who are five-star recruits. I think that probably was weighing on him to be successful game in, game out, and have a huge impact. And so I think now, um, like he said, he's more comfortable and he's settling in, and the game is coming to him. I mean, he's always seemed poised to me out there, but I, I think now it's just a different comfort level, and he realizes, especially on certain matchups, how he could beat them, and he attacks them um, strategically to win that any given matchup. So he's thinking more out there, reacting instead of thinking. I and absolutely, and I think it's it's certainly it, it it was something that had to be affecting his mindset coming into it because, like you said, there is a lot of hype. When he was coming into, I mean, there was a reason why so many fans were excited to see him play just from a Houston perspective. And even when people you travel on the road, there's a lot of scouts and even reporters that go out and they look at Houston. One of the big reasons why they come out and do that is to see Jairus Walker and to kind of look ahead to see what his fit will be like once he gets into the NBA. And that absolutely, that's got to be a lot of pressure to weigh in on the shoulders of an 18, 19-year-old. Agreed, and, and I think Dan summed it up best. Jarris is now reacting instead of thinking. You know, he's more comfortable in what to do when defenses defend him certain ways. You know, he, the threes he took today, most of them were good threes. You know, it wasn't any hesitation. He let them fly. He made some tough shots in the post, in mid-post, you know, but he has that skill set. He has it in him. So that's just another weapon that this offense has. And the coups go to him or Juwan. Juwan was seven for nine from the floor and came through with some big offense rebound on the stretch for putbacks. Yeah. So coups can win inside, coups win outside, win with defense, win with offense. They're a very good team. And all these things, what did Oklahoma do to Alabama today? 
Destroyed them. Yeah. Destroyed them. So it's college basketball. Mm. Is Alabama now all of a sudden a bad basketball team? No. <laughs> okay. They lost today. So that's what happens. We're not going to make a too big a deal out of this one today. The Coos came back and won. Give Cincinnati credit. The Bearcats going to the Big 12, too. Don't forget that. They're recruiting. Mm-hmm. Their talent level is, is, is getting better as well because Wes Mellon knows how to recruit. He knows what he's faced when he gets to the Big 12. So this matchup in conference play will continue to be heated. This, this is a rivalry between Cincinnati and Houston. Everybody talks about Memphis and, and Houston. That's fun and, and bitter and all those. But let's not forget, the Bearcats used to smack the Cougs around early in American yeah. play. So Coop fans, Coach Sam has not forgotten those beatdowns <laughs> that Mitt Corona used to give the team. So Wes Miller has turned the Bearcats around. They'll be good come Big 12 play. The Big 12 is going to be a beast. Night in, night out. But that's what everybody wants is competition. Absolutely. Now, when it comes to transitioning to the most important question of the day, I'd like to remind everybody that this is Let's Rage Kooks presented by the Saxonian family. The Saxonian family will be the primary sponsor of Let's Rage Kooks for the remainder of the regular season and into the American Athletic Conference postseason tournament. Chris Day, on the most important question, I'm going to ask you guys all day long. Kelvin Sampson, back in the suit and tie. How big was that for Houston? Not at all. He, he wore it today for the suits and sneakers awareness, cancer awareness. And because I think he mentioned in the Zoom call earlier this week that he likes the casual look on the sidelines much more. Mm-hmm. He's getting used to it more uh, after 30 plus years of wearing a suit and tie on the sidelines. He kind of likes the casual look. Yeah, like Chris, I don't think it was um, affected Houston. Uh, I don't even, I was thinking about it. I don't even know if the crowd even remembers the the. Oh um, no, the crowd remembers. I'll tell you that the crowd remembers. They went crazy. <laughs> what about they the loved it. because a lot of them wasn't even here when he was wearing suit and ties. Yeah, we had a couple fans walk by us. Oh no, people loved it. They were <laughs> oh. crazy. They absolutely loved that he was wearing the suit and tie. Now, like Chris said, it, it probably is going to be a one and done situation at least for this season. But it was a good. It was a good throwback. To, to see him on the sidelines. It didn't even take him a full minute for him to get rid of the, the suit, the blazer that he had on. It took him into the second half for him to get rid of the tie as well. So, honestly, that might have been a record. It had been a while. I think the last time he wore a suit and tie was when they played Memphis at the end of the 2019-20 season. So, that's going back before COVID. I'm trying to get the, the exact date. I believe it was March... March 8th, that was the last time that he wore a suit and tie and until tonight's game. So that was, that was pretty good to see on the sidelines. But now, obviously, transitioning over, obviously, it didn't have anything to do with the on-the-court stuff. But it was just uh, interesting to see. But when it comes to on-the-court perspective now, they're they going to get a bit of a break. Now, it won't be the full week like Cincinnati had leading up to this game against Houston, but Houston has a few days to rest before they have to travel and be at Wichita State on Thursday. So the Shockers are having a bit of a rough season, especially in, in conference play. But what do you guys think that game would look like for Houston? Any final takeaways that you guys had of tonight's victory or today's victory over Cincinnati? Wichita State is struggling this season, um, but it's their chance to knock off a highly ranked team 
on their home court and their chance to, for the fans to storm the court. So the players might play over their heads for a while. Crews just need to, to either maintain their play or jump on them early and shut up the crowd early in the game and, and, and get the job done and cruise the rest of the ball game. He, Either option going to happen, but the Cougs are the better team. They play like it. They'll win Thursday in Wichita. Wichita State has one of the better crowds in the American, so they're going to be sold out. They're going to be packed, and not just because Houston is in the town in which that plays a part of it, but they got one of the best crowds, so I expect them to be electric. But like Chris said, Houston is the better team. I expect them to win the game, and I I want to see if Marcus continue – not Marcus, Jamal continues – his good play and his playmaking. I think these last two games, I really love the way he's been playmaking. Ten assists in the last game, five assists in this game. I, I think from a, a good mark for me, watching him is anywhere from five to ten assists per game. And so I think as long as he keeps doing that, along with being an offensive threat to score, I think it, it really balls well for the team overall. Like King Josh, I just mentioned on the live stream, Cougs play better on home or on the road than at home. Houston still undefeated on the road. They're six and zero heading into Thursday's game against Wichita State. Now, one before we, as we wrap things up, before we close it out completely, one player that we haven't talked about, and that's Jawan Roberts. He had a bit of a quite strong night. He put up fourteen points. He was a real big key early on in the first half, especially before he got into. Uh, foul trouble. He had 14.6 rebounds and just 23 minutes of action because he did have those three fouls. But again, he's he's really he's kind of becoming Mr. Consistency, and it's kind of going under the radar. His second foul, I thought was a clean block. You know, Definitely. in the first half, and that that took him out of the game. So, you know, that is what it is. Ref called the foul, and the refs did not call out of fouls in the first half. They let the, let both teams play. I mean, the free throws. Attempted in the first half, but Dewan, he refs or not, he has to keep himself on the floor. So I think he played seven minutes in the first half, 15 in the second half, and those 15 minutes, he was part of the Cougs' comeback to get the win. Yeah, dominant on the boards. Him and Jairus really, really complement each other so well. And I, I feel like they have really good chemistry. I think Jairus knows when to hit J1. And that connection between them two really stands out to me. But the way they complement each other, because Jairus is a three-level scorer that can do it from the outside. And when he's on the floor, he he with his ability to shoot from the outside, it forces defense to have to give J1 that space that he needs to um, get off his post move. And he does a great job getting to his strong hand. I, I know it's probably on everyone's got him put no level to his left hand. But it was one time he got an offensive rebound. And got inside, could have run up, but he pivoted to get back to his strong hand to put it in. So he had a great game, man. He's definitely that culture player, especially with Reggie not playing as many minutes as he has in the game. I think Jay Wan really did a lot of good things, culture plays, whether it's rebounding and stuff like that, to help the Cools get this win. We definitely got to give him flowers because he played great today. Now, as we wrap things up, Dan, I'll go to you first. Where can people find you on social media? Any final takeaways of Houston's 75-69 to win over Cincinnati? Um, well, now you can't see it on the screen, but you can follow me on all social media platforms at Dayon Dunlap. And 
my takeaway is Houston is um, a team that's going to be hard to beat, not only in conference, but going forward because they just keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. They're never going to give up. No lead is safe with Houston. And so as they continue to get that offensive chemistry and that offensive balance on a night-to-night basis, I think their basketball is ahead, only, it's ahead of them. And you can catch me at HoustonRoundBarView.com, Houston Roundbarview on Instagram and also on YouTube where a lot of folks are watching Let's Rage Cougs right now. And thank you for watching us. I'll give you providing content here is Andy, Andy Onez's idea. So we enjoy giving you this Let's Rage Cougs' post-game opportunity for the fans. We're going to continue this through the season, the tournament, and the NCAA tournament as well. And I told Andy, I think the conference, the AAC conference tournament is going to be a lot of fun. In Fort Worth. So looking forward to that. I think some games will be very competitive. So we'll be following all the way the rest of the year here on Let's Rage Cougs. But my website, HoustonRoundBarReview.com. Been doing it since 1994. Local name, global perspective. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at Aonis underscore five. My name is Andy Aonis. And Chris, like you said about the American Athletic Conference postseason, tournament it, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere and something that head coach common sense and kind of followed up in today's press conference about that again there there's not a lot of respect for the american athletic conference but he said that it shows a lot of people's ignorance because it's a really really good basketball conference with a lot of talent across the entire league and he went out to talk about various players in particular kendrick davis of memphis he shouted out cincinnati they came in here ready to play and of course temple who they said they're getting healthy they're going to be a really really good team down the stretch We've, we've said it many times here on Let's Rage Cougs. The American Athletic Conference is underappreciated. And, you know, you can say, well, they haven't had a lot of success from numerous teams in the postseason tournament or the NCAA tournament because, you know, Memphis had it in, in the NIT, as Tiger fans point out to us a lot. Mm-hmm. But this teams, these, these teams in the conference are better than people think. But it's not going to be an issue for – Houston Cougar fans going forward once July 1st gets here. But from a national perspective, it's not – I don't agree with it, but if the Cougs lose another game in conference, they're going to fall off the one seed line because of the lack of respect for the American State of Conference. But that's just how it is. You know, so what? We just deal with it because we know the Cougs are going to the tournament, and we know not many teams will be able to beat the Cougs once the NCAA tournament starts, and then we'll just toss the ball up and see what happens. Yep, absolutely. The games are played on paper. They're played on the hardwood, and it's going to be exciting times now. We're less than two months until that best time of the year when it comes to early mid-March and into the NCAA once again, the final score from inside the Fertitta Center. The Houston Cougars overcome a 13-point deficit, the largest deficit they faced all season long to defeat Cincinnati and uh, have a good chance to move back up in the AP and USA Today's coaches polls after Alabama uh, got absolutely shellacked by Oklahoma in Norman earlier today. So once again, Jarris Walker led the Houston Cougars in scoring. He's setting a new career high with 25 points. He had seven rebounds. He hit big baskets down the stretch and really kept the Houston Cougars within striking distance. Jamal Shedd, point guard Jamal Shedd, 
of course, was a key piece for Houston. He hit the final go-ahead shot for Houston with 47 seconds left in the game, and then both he and Sasser were able to seal the win with free throw with free throws. Shed finished the game with 13 points. He had five assists, and of course, DeJuan Roberts, he had 14 points, six rebounds. Marcus Sasser had nine points, three rebounds, and four assists in the Cougars' victory over Cincinnati. Like we said earlier in the show, Houston's next game will be Thursday night. It'll be a later tip-off. It'll be an 8 p.m. Central tip-off against the Wichita State Shockers. So until then, once again, my name's Andy Giannis. On behalf of Chris, Dayon, we thank you guys for being a part of today's episode of Let's Rage Cougs. Dayon, as always, you get the final word, sir. Go Cougs, baby.